Go for it. <laughs> oh, is that what you're doing right now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome to the... Uh-huh. PJ party. Okay. <laughs> no, leave that all in. Leave that all no, in. This is ready. the magical world of podcasting. It all makes sense that you were like this. What are you doing? <laughs> and then you're like out of it right now. It's a Friday night and I want to leave. <laughs> You know what else is good about podcasting? What's that? You can fucking swear on it. Oh, F and poop, you can. Fuck! F and poop. How good, right? All right, this What's is What's your the... favorite swear word, Jenny West? I really like <laughs> Whoa, kid, I don't even know. Okay, it's a podcast. There is no regulations about the internet, I guess. So I guess I'll say that mine is darn and... Great. Good stuff. Right. Okay. Sorry if your children don't know what a, that is. But it's a PJ party, so we can say what we want. <laughs> I'm right. having fun. Yeah, this is the PJ Party podcast. Uh, this week in the afternoon zone, we covered a whole bunch of topics, mm-hmm. um, including a new sport called Jugger. Mm-hmm. We also gave you the options of getting rid of your debt forever. What would you sacrifice? Right. On top of that, we warned you that uh, robots will take over your your job. Oh, yeah. It's not a question of if it might happen. Like, the robots are definitely coming for your job, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. We just, like, we're making our dear, darling, wonderful listeners just mad at us all week. Yeah, I feel like we really were out to get them this week. I I'm know. sorry. I'm so sorry. We really like you, and we appreciate you listening. But we also took a hard stand on what we think is better, tacos versus burritos. Yeah, it's a hard topic to talk about. Yeah, and people were so mad at us. <laughs> All uh, that, um, plus, at the end there, we're going to talk about uh, what was a very serious and uh, unfortunate situation down in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had uh, Cam, who's our voiceover guy here on The Zone. He's the guy who says, like, The Zone, 913. Uh, he was there. He was shot at. Yeah. And luckily, him and his son made it out okay, but we'll hear their harrowing first account tale. So here it is, episode two of the PJ Party Podcast. Big news in Victoria today, and so therefore it is on the afternoon zone, that the Malahat is going down to a single lane. Yeah, so this is going to be a single lane for the next six months in both directions, which means that the zone at 91.3 is now going to be changed to Malahat Radio. Here's one going out for all you commuters stuck on the hat. It's called Slow and Go, parentheses, watch out for brake lights. Malahad, all Malahad, all the time. <laughs> hey, at least that Goldstream Drive is pretty. So I just was reading about an interesting survey. What are millennials willing to deal with to have their student loan debt forgiven forever? Student loans and debt in general, I feel like, is crushing the spirit of our generation, I agree. For me, I pay 150 I think, a month, and I'll be doing that for the next 10 years, but I know a lot of other people have serious amount of debt. Here's what I do. I pay all my bills, and then I take out $6 to eat with for the month, and then I throw all the rest of my money into a big hole. <laughs> and then the bankers say, thanks, that hardly did anything, and then they light a cigar with mm-hmm. my money. Okay, so... The question is, what would you be willing to deal with Mm -hmm. in order to get rid of that debt forever and actually have that money and be able to spend it and not just throw it into a toilet forever? Oh, my God. So the options are, would you be willing to give up your right to vote in the next two elections? Like federal elections? Yeah. Do you want to know what? I would. Really? That's I know it's hard and I love voting and I every year I yell about, yeah, take your democracy in your own two hands and blah, blah, but yeah. To wipe away all my debt? Absolutely, I would. I love the fact that I have the right to vote <laughs> as a woman. 
you know, people fought long and hard for mm-hmm. that. And I love voting. It's awesome. I don't think I would give that up. All right. So my privilege is showing. <laughs> But you are with 49.8% of the rest of millennials right? that would give up two election votes. The other options are, would you be giving up not traveling outside of the country for five years? That's a rough one. Mm-hmm. Or moving in with your parents for five years? I don't think I could five do that. Five years is a long time. I love my parents. Love. But, but what, yeah, what's the living situation? Am I in a basement suite or do I share a bunk bed with mm-hmm. my old man? Yeah. I turn into a sassy teen when I'm with my mom and I feel bad about that. We all do. Or would you be willing to give up texting and any mobile messaging for the next year? This is what is funny to me. What strikes me about this is that like these are all the things that I think we are having to do anyway. I can't hardly travel out of the country. I would love to do more traveling out of the country, but I can't do that because I got debt to pay. True. And uh, probably I should just take my phone and throw it in the trash and just like get along with just uh, pigeon wiring or whatever. Mm-hmm. To, you know, it's like just get a really cheap phone. But instead, I always buy a brand new phone and have a super expensive data plan and all that stuff. Well, that's all stuff I could be doing to like pay off the debt. So it's yeah. so funny. It's like these are the things that don't get prioritized anyways because of debt. Right. So you'd be willing to do all that? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. And maybe if I did it more in my real life, wouldn't have the debt. Hey, I got a story for you guys about debt. All right. Um, was with my ex for 12 years, broke up, lived on my credit cards for two years, racked them up, and I'm working on my way to get out of that now. I'm living at home again. <laughs> no, good for you, man. It's hard at times, man, I tell you. Mm-hmm. And then it's scary when you see yourself and your parents all the time. Like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do later. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the hardest thing about living at home? Just watching your dad scratch his butt and you're just like, oh, I'm on my way to Butt Scratch Village. Yeah, yeah. How old are you, man? I'm 44 now. Oh, you know what? You got your whole life ahead of you. That's, you are one of, I think, a whole number of people around your age and our age that are doing that. And there's nothing like, what's the situation too? Are you in a basement suite? Are you in like your old bedroom, like with your um, feet hanging of off the end of your bed? Kind of in a half finished basement suite. That's good actually then. So I get my laundry done most of the time. Three square meals? And my meals, yeah, I get meals too. <laughs> you know what, that sounds like a pretty good setup. I would probably take that if I could. Yeah. As soon as I'm out of debt, I'm out of there. Well, there you go. It's a smart move and it's becoming more and more normal to do that because it is flipping expensive to live in this world. Good luck to you getting out of that debt and good good move. That was a great financial move for sure. Glad somebody thinks so, thanks. <laughs> I would do it if I could. Yeah, and look at if your uh, your folks are hosting like a dinner on Sunday night. Remember old Paul Blastino and Jenny West over here. We'll love an invite. Previously on the Afternoon Zone. Okay, you know what I'm doing right now is I'm uh, booking flights for Christmas. <laughs> he was on the phone Still while I was talking. Phone. Yeah, just I'm doing sorry. his I'm, daily errands. I'm, Two hours later. Please remain on the line for the next available agent. Hey, every business that puts people on hold, why don't you all have the thing that says we'll call you back? Yeah. How about we all do that? How hard could that possibly be to accomplish? Certain airline. (laughs) Right? All agents are still assisting other callers. So last night I went on another ghostly walk. You're obsessed. I am obsessed with ghosts. Uh, You just like hand your paycheck over to the ghost walk people. I do. Yeah, Yeah, they're 15 bucks and you get like a full like history lesson and you also get some really spooky stories that you can talk about on the radio as well, (laughs) which works out pretty well for me. But this one was a downtown one that went to Royal Theater. Haunted, Pioneer Square. Yeah, super haunted. Oh, good. There's fifteen hundred bodies 
at Pioneer Square that what? are buried there without headstones. Did you know that? No. You know where Pioneer Square is? Just like on Quadra, right across from the old Ten City, right by the uh, that church there. Oh, yes. That's a cemetery? Really? That used to be a cemetery. So when you're standing on there, you are standing on bodies. Oh, my God. This totally explains all the moaning and rattling chains <laughs> noises I would hear when I was working out at the Y. That racquetball court is just, oh, the moaning. I was like, come on, who's moaning in here? Come on, Come ghosts. Racquetball, yeah. Keep it like, down. Oh, my God, it's ghosts. <laughs> and it was so creepy, too, because while he was talking about this one person who committed suicide and blah, 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 the sirens started coming, and there was a, an ambulance that passed us. They were practicing their, their church bells <laughs> in the church right beside, so it was the most eerie thing ever. So if you are into ghosts, go do the ghostly walks. Okay. Um, also, what was really cool was one of the ladies who was on the walk, she had like a ghost hunting apparatus with her. Yeah, you tell me about this. Like she had an EKP meter or whatever it is like that Venkman has <laughs> Yeah, that in a Ghostbusters. Like, they make that? Really? She looked like a Ghostbuster. She had this like little trigger thing with a screen that showed you where the ghosts were. It was pretty cool. I had that too as a kid. For sure. The the plastic one? Toy one? You can buy it at Toys R Us. (laughs) Okay, so there's some pretty big news in the world of uh, Canadian politics, especially for Vancouver Island, who loves going orange around federal election time, is Mm -hmm. that you got a new guy. You got a new um, federal leader for the NDP. Uh, Jagmeet Singh, who was the front runner for a long time and kind of the young, cool, fresh face, exciting. Who is the exciting candidate of the NDP? He's, He's 38 young- years old and that- is the youngest leader and knows how to use Snapchat, they say. His <laughs> age number is the same first one of what my age number is. I will vote. Um, no, but like, that's great. That's really good that he's young and mm. um, uh, a lot of excitement around Jagmeet Singh. And so now he's the official NDP leader. That was announced a few hours ago. Number one, I read a thing today regarding his name, you know, because I want I don't want to have like nicknames for everybody. I'm a dummy dope like, hey, Cooterburger, what's up and all that. Right. Um, <laughs> Who do you call that? <laughs> no, but I think George W. Bush saw called someone. Burger. Or maybe that's a joke from a TV oh, show. Oh, gosh. It's a terrible nickname. I know. Because like a oh. cooter's like a type of turtle, I think. Uh, no. Anyways. <laughs> um, so I want to give him a nickname. So I was like, okay, Jag would be like a, a quick nickname. But he has said his name's not Jag. Don't call him Jag. Do you, do you know why that he doesn't like being called Jag? Go on. Is because it's pronounced Jugmeat. It's spelled like Jagmeat, but it's pronounced Jug meat. So, so you're not been calling his him. name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it should be Jug Meat Singh. Yes. Jug Meat. We'll remember that <laughs> as the uh, leaders get all fired up. All right. Sweet. We've got a new NDP leader. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't want to believe me that a cooter was a type of turtle, but let me read to you from Wikipedia, the alpha brain collection of all human knowledge. Pseudomus is a genus of large herbivorous freshwater turtles of the eastern United States and adjacent northeast Mexico. They are often referred to as cooters. Okay? Do you want me to pull up the urban dictionary I definition know, of I cooter? Don't, I don't think we need to do that. All right. Jen, tell me about this uh, jugger game that you found. Oh, so yeah, there's this new sport that's um, getting, you know, an increase in popularity. It's called jugger. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of Quidditch, where it's kind of like, you know, uh, um, a sci-fi inspired, like <laughs> fantasy yeah. inspired sport that yeah. came from a movie of sorts. I honestly don't know too much about it, but uh, it's kind of LARPing and a sport. 
So there is this fake dog skull. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, go go on. on. That old trophy. (laughs) We need another sport that has fake dog skulls in it. Okay, Jenny, go ahead. Go on. There's two categories, ball sports (laughs) and dog skull sports. Um, So, yeah, there's like a dog skull and there's two teams. One team has these huge sword-like things, like these sticks that are wrapped around with... um, like foam? Foam, yes. Yeah. Like, so then you hit each other. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, And good. then you, you try and get fast <laughs> by not getting hit. And it actually looks pretty fun. Okay, so you and I have a movie date now because Jugger is a sport inspired by the 1989 film The Salute of the Jugger, in which a game of the same name is played. The film version is invented, blah, 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 blah. Cool. So I just had to interject this because it's really funny that you bring up LARPing. We, my boyfriend and I, too, have figured out LARPing and experience the joys of it through YouTube, and uh, it's quite entertaining just to watch. Now, Chantel, do you and your husband go out and do any LARPing? No, we have not actually delved in that far. Okay, um, but you maybe want to? it like, entertaining enough that, like, we might just go and figure something out. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not I... sure if you guys know about this, but there's actually a LARPing community Up out Duncan. Oh, there's one in Victoria. There's one in Victoria as well. I see them all the time. There's like a park near Uptown ish area. And uh, yeah, they all come out with their swords and LARP, LARP about. Yeah, they're big foam swords. I didn't know about the one in Victoria, but the one in Duncan has a whole website and YouTube series as well. And so I've been watching them. Sounds really good. All right, well, maybe we'll see you on the uh, fields of Agathon. Right? Which is what I imagine LARPing happens. John Qua, mage and battle sorceress. I am Paldor, the wizard. Quick, we must accomplish our quest of Agamemnon. But I will not, because I have heard you betrayed me and my entire family, Paldor. You will taste the wrath of my summoned lightning bolts. Fireball! 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 Ow! Ten points damage. Right in the arm. I no longer have an arm, but I do have a swift kick. Oh, right in your Achilles tendon. My Achilles tendon is double point damage. Make sure we're writing this all down. Um, do we have a do we have a ref? Do we have a ref this this evening? This afternoon? Who's refing? Tim? Is it your turn to ref? Tim. 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 Bud, get the whistle of Agamemnon. So it is National Taco Day, and with this comes a very heated debate of what's better, tacos or burritos. These two broadcasters right here agree definitely that burritos are superior in every way. Yeah, but you got like a personal text. Yeah. What did they say? Oh, my buddy old half bun is over here chirping me and saying that he's like, if you do not declare tacos better immediately... Bly's losing it. He's like, he said a really rude word to me. And then oh he said, tacos gosh. are king. Wow. What is better about tacos? Do you have like a weird nostalgia with tacos or something? Because <laughs> everything that's good about tacos, and don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, tacos are great. But everything that's good about them is in a better form in a burrito. I agree with that. You know what's great about burritos? Mm. Is that they fill you up and you only need one, not like seven. Right. You just need one burrito. A taco you buy for like $3 each. Yes. Get a burrito, maybe nine. Um, tacos, everything falls out yep. when you're eating them. Okay. And I get it. Some people like that. They think it's fun to then go get a fork and then scoop it up the fallen yeah. 
toppings. The foundation but like, is there. Yeah. It's good. It's got a great foundation. You know what else I love about burritos? Go on. It's just holding a nice burrito mm-hmm. in tin foil mm-hmm. and how warm it is mm-hmm. and how heavy it is. Mm-hmm. And it feels like you have a burrito baby. That's a feeling like none other. When you get a burrito, you know you're going for a flour tortilla. But when you order taco, could be flour, maybe. Maybe it's corn. Maybe mm-hmm. it's soft shell. Maybe it's hard shell. What a, You know, who knows? But with burrito, you know what you're getting. You think the tacos are good because you, th- you have like a memory of taco night. Oh, mom's making tacos tonight. And then there's she puts out all the different fix-ins. And then everyone's grubby hands are digging into the Blech. shredded cheese and the lettuce to put all your taco. No. You know what we had? Burrito night. Fajita night. Those are good. Yeah, fajita, oh, fajita's the next level, kid. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Some wow. Some very mean words. Colin says you two are dead to me. Now, if you can call up and tell us like five reasons why tacos are better than burritos, please do that. The yeah. number is two five zero four seven five zero nine one three. We got a hot debate going on. You can't do it. Okay. So tacos are by far better than burritos, and I'm I'm I have to say I'm a little sad with you guys. You're my favorites, and I don't know. I'm like, okay, no, no, I love you both, but okay. So here's why. So you never hear of a place called like Burrito Fino or like La Burrito Full or La Burrito Veria. Like it just doesn't exist because tacos are king. They have way more flavor. They're better texture. Um, burritos are just like a big mushy like hand potato. Oh. I don't no. Hand potato. How dare you? I think that, you know, the reason why those places are called Taco versus because Taco is basic, base level. And all those places have burritos because that's the greater good of that. They have, like, have you ever been to La Chiqueria on Fort? Because, honestly, they have, like, 30 tacos probably and one burrito. I just, I feel like it's just way easier to eat. Like, I can, you know, mow down on a burrito while mm-hmm. driving my car. Yes. You get that point. I totally will get You know, that. you can't just, like, try and hand a taco no. while walking around the hallway at work. No. You know, everyone's jealous of you because you got this huge burrito in your mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, what is that, like, weird, like, mush in your hand that you got there? It's like, oh, it's just a taco that fell apart. And yeah. I'm just really trying. You want a taco while you're driving? You're going to taco about a lap full of beans. <gasps> Here's the tally that I got of uh, people who were chiming in on the text line, tacos versus burritos. First, um, text message from Scott. He said, uh, I'm glad someone is finally talking about this honestly. The burrito is a much better vessel to get that tasty mix into the human belly. And I'm amazed you guys aren't the majority here. Stay strong, friends. I'm with you. Wow. Thank you, Scott. Scott, you're a good human. Okay, I'm going to give that one. That's one more for burritos. Okay. But uh, let's have a look at the tally that I've got here. I had um, enchiladas, two. Quesadillas, one. Chalupas, one. Both. Tacos and burritos, two. I had uh, pineapple doesn't go on a pizza, one. (laughs) Okay, thank you. But when it comes to tacos versus burritos, burritos, five. Tacos, ten. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know. We need to, like, send out PSAs. Try a burrito. Yeah, have you tried You'll like a burrito? It. Yeah. You, you can get it like a taco in, with more in it, you yeah, know? You'll like it better. You like fish tacos? Try a fish burrito. Okay, this is it. Someone said on one of the messages, oh, tacos are better because you can't get, there's no such thing as a fish burrito, and I love fish tacos. I get them all the time. You get them all the time, and they're delicious. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the big majority crowd there is a bunch of ignorant tacos. <laughs> oh, 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 
Tacos win this time. Tacos, you win this time. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Nolan says, shout out to my toddler's first dance class. This is this is this is wrong. There's a parade of people in the studio right now. No, I don't want this damn paper taco. Oh my gosh. Beat it! Get out of here! Get out of here! Just go! Burrito radio, back in action. It's ridiculous. So, were you shouting out a toddler? Sorry, Jenny. Go on. Don't let that distract you from shouting out a toddler. <laughs> I'm so distraught. So we've talked about this before: is how we we've noticed that certain things get advertised on TV, and then certain mm-hmm. things get advertised on radio. But there's some that just don't cross over for whatever reason. One of them being tampons. Yeah. Have you ever heard a tampon commercial on on a radio? Never ever have I. It's another one. Uh, breakfast cereals, breakfast sugar cereals, cereals. It's all they advertise. You don't hear the pouring of cereal into a bowl. Which makes perfect sense to advertise on the radio. I don't know why. You know what else I was thinking? You remember th- when you would watch TV late at night mm-hmm. and you started seeing those um, those phone commercials where it's like the hot links, like call <laughs> now yes. if you want a good time. And those are only at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make sense. They would be perfect for the radio. I don't know why. They won't. You know what? If, if we were to make one. Yes. I think it would sound a little like this. Up late, feeling lonely, looking for a party, call the zone. Hey, I'm Jenny. If you're looking for a good time, you can call me at 250-475-0913. If there's one thing I can tell you about me is that I love to have fun. Come now. Hey, what's up? I'm Paul. We all went swimming in a lagoon, and now we want to chat before we go to sleep. And we're all pretty sleepy. I'm crying. Zone Links. I like bad boys, mostly. I like pizza. Zone Links. I also would enjoy you calling me because I'm only here with my cats. Who feels itchy? Call now. Zone Links. <laughs> we're having a fun time. <laughs> 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 I just love to laugh. <laughs> Standard charges apply. Apply a topical ointment to me. Good afternoon. My name is Paul Bacino. Jenny West is here. Hello. Reading this thing, Jenny, that said this is new uh, research study of human people that came out and said that seventy uh, percent of us, seventy-seven percent, are concerned that. Indeed, robots will eventually replace most jobs out in the world. Everything will be automated. All of us, so many people will just lose their jobs to robots. Mm -hmm. But that only 30% of these same people were concerned about their particular specific job. There's a disconnect there. Yeah. If you're worried that all these jobs are going to be taken up, guess what? Yours will probably be one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Those numbers do not match up at all. (laughs) (laughs) Something to worry about there. If we're looking at our jobs in particular, yes, I do think that we could just leave the music running mm-hmm. oh, or yeah. get a robot to just like series voice to come and be like, that was that song. Here is this song. Yeah. Here's a funny joke I found on Google. Right? Ba-da-da-da. Exactly. To, you know, help people deal with this economic apocalypse where robots just take all the jobs, I've asked as owners to chime in what their job is, mm-hmm. and we will tell you how, not if, but how, a robot will take your job. 
because it will happen. Absolutely. So Daryl types on his own to Facebook. He says he's an end user computer technical support. That's an easy. I think he meant that as like a joke. Like, oh no, a robot could do that. Of course, a robot can. Who would know better what's wrong with a computer than a different computerized robot? So I'm sure a robot would happily do your job, Daryl, while biding its time to murder humanity and take over the world. Um, Martin says, Carpenter, mm. those machines that you use to cut all that wood are robots. Yeah. Really, just add a computer. They'll be cutting your wood, also murdering all of humanity and taking over the entire world. Absolutely. Uh, one more here. Tariq says, uh, Gardener. Okay, same thing. Yeah, that's right. You put a computer into, you know, a lawnmower. You put some uh, extra robotic arms on it that can do the trimming of the verge and all that. And that robot would happily do your job, Tariq, while biding his time to murder humanity and take over the world. Exactly. Yeah, so, sorry, guys. Let's take it on. Let's do it. Robots. I've got one. How about a politician? Could a politician be taken over by a robot? I think, it, like, that would probably be better. You know, if a whole bunch of robots just ran the land. Yeah, absolutely. A robot can't be swayed by lobbyists. It just makes the most logical choice, which, by the way... Unfortunately for everyone in its constituency is to murder all of humanity and just take over the world and just be run well, by robots. You, you might have a point. If we can elect the politicians that we have elected, I guess it would be such a stretch to imagine that we elected a, a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they did that down in the States, I think that'd be good for them. Yes. <laughs> I'm a beekeeper. Explain that one. Oh, that's easy, dude. You set up the automated beehives, you know, to let the bees in and out when they need to. It's on a timer where it sprays that um, smoky, foggy stuff that you spray for the bees. You don't have to worry about ever getting stung because obviously robots are made of metal and the bees, you know, you can even program a drone to be like the queen bee and then help other bees do what they want to do. Do you guys um, do some Doobie Brothers out back while, while you're playing songs or what? <laughs> Listen, I know you're protective of your beekeeping job, but I'm just telling you that robots would happily do your beekeeping job while biding their time to murder humanity and take over the world. That sounds plausible. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. I feel kind of bad now, Jen, that we've told everyone that their jobs will be taken by robots. Um, I think we're just getting people prepared for yeah, in case it does happen. I agree. What are you going to do? What's your backup? There's a couple of things I'll tell you to make you feel a little better about this. Number one, if you're concerned, you can go to a website called willrobotstakemyjob.com. <laughs> I'm serious. And you enter in whatever you do, and it tells you what the percentage is that a robot will take your job and how. Now, here's the thing about this that's the good side, is that right now we're all like, oh, no, a robot's going to take my job, and I'm going to be out of a job. I'm going to be destitute and poor and not money, right? The dream of the utopia by capital, which is what happens in Star Trek, mm -hmm. is that these technologies make life so easy uh, that the human beings can pursue and these endeavors of other things. They can do whatever they want. They can find meaning in life, not by doing a job just to put food on the table, but rather the replicator robot makes the food. So it's free, so there's no hunger. So you don't have to worry about just slaving away at a job your whole life. Yeah. Right? You can do what you choose to do all the time. Still would have money because money's been wiped out because robots do everything and the means of production has been decentralized. <sighs> Right? This idea is going too far, Paul. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back, Paul. Uh, oh, you need, you need oh, a nap. You need to go to sleep. doesn't come take my what job. What is going on? I'm a forklift operator, and ain't no way that a forklift 
lift can be operated by a robot. Unless the forklift was a robot. Okay, is that better? You're just freaking out the entire population of Victoria right now. Sorry. Previously on the Afternoon Zone. Tonight is the first October harvest moon in almost near of a decade. Oh, there wasn't a harvest moon last September? There, like, well, no, no, there was There was a full moon in September, but this one's closer to the equinox. Moon. Hey, you guys. What? It's, it's all the same moon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, coming in to work today, actually just waking up this morning and looking across the news. It is a, a pretty tragic day. Um, I am sure by now you have heard that there was a massive shooting in Las Vegas, actually the largest shooting in the history of the United States. 58 people uh, at least were confirmed killed and uh, 500 others were injured in this mass shooting. This is a hard one now. Uh and uh, I know I don't want to get like pulled into because you even mentioned too like just the nastiness of what can go on with the debates and stuff like this mm-hmm. whenever something like this happens. But this feels like a big one, and I wonder um, if this will will be the one that uh, changes the political will of the United States. You hope it is. I was saying earlier, it's like I just got back from Las Vegas. I had a weird feeling about going there right now in mm-hmm. this political climate that's going on in the states. I just I didn't think anything like this was going to happen while I was there, but I certainly was just like, feels weird in that country. You wonder if something like this, as you say, the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history, if that's going to be enough to change the political will to get things moving in a direction where something like this doesn't happen or doesn't happen so often. Yeah. Or happen so horribly. It's just sad that it comes to something like this happening in order for these debates to come up. Yeah. You know? And Um, the nastiness of the debates, like you say, too, they're not respectful, which is so unfortunate and stupid. Yeah, exactly. And they're so polarized. Like that's the divide and conquer kind of method of, you know, the ruling kind of class down there that it's it's the people just are dead set on their party lines and they don't want to hear about like common sense stuff. And I think it is important to to notice that this is one one person that decided that that's what Mm. they were going to do today. Mm -hmm. And I guess part of that is that you know, there still is good mm-hmm. and there still is positive. And um, it just sucks that, you know, 50 plus or 500 people mm-hmm. were affected by one person's actions that day. So tragically, yeah. Um, I think at this point in time, you know, it is really, it's really important to kind of show love mm-hmm. and, and not turn to hatred because yeah. that is what started this. So in times like this, just show love, show respect for, for all the victims who unfortunately fell due to this one person's decision. And and you were mentioning too, uh, mm-hmm. the beauty was that a whole bunch of people were lining up to give blood. Yeah, in Las Vegas. And you know, you wonder too, like, it's interesting when you're there, it's kind of separated along the lines of like locals and tourists, right? Mm-hmm. That's Vegas. And I wonder what the mix was, but there was these lineups around the block at the blood donation clinics because there was a massive call. We need blood. There's 500 people now in a hospital. Oh. We need blood. And people were there to donate blood and, uh, and did that thing. So that's nice to hear in the wake of this. And it's a good reminder to all of us. There is always a need for blood. You know, I was thinking about yesterday, actually, like we should try and Go. You yeah, and I. Yeah, absolutely. The last time you got turned away because your iron was low. Yeah. So let's have a cookout in the back lot. Let's get you a steak into you. Let's get a whole bunch of zoners <laughs> out and you have know? a little yeah. blood festival. And then go and see if we can get your iron up and go donate some blood. I would love to do that. We have actually a new news person. His name's Art. He actually was able to talk to um, a, a man named Cam who does a lot of the voicing here um, in the zone. And he was actually in Las Vegas yeah. during the shooting. And I mean, 
what a first day for for art, you know, yeah, like coming yeah. in and having this story and That's uh, a new and news reporter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but he actually had a, a chance to chat with Cam, so I thought we could give it a listen. It was our final act of the entire festival, Jason Aldean, and uh, I was standing off the side of the stage in the artist tent area, just a couple feet from the stage, and um, we heard these pop, 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 and everybody immediately thought it was probably fireworks because it was, you know, the last, the last band of the week. And it happened again, and then people realized something weird was going on, so we'd stepped out of the tent, and somebody thought maybe it was the power lines, and then, then there was actual, um, you could see uh, bullets hitting the ground, and the dirt was coming up, so everybody dove for cover because we were lucky. We were back in the stage area. So we had um, machinery to hide behind and I jumped under a tour bus and um, we hunkered down there and the bullets kept coming and and some of the dirt was, you know, flying up in your face. And so we stayed there and it it would just go pop, 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 and stop. And then pop, 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 pop. So I did it a couple of times. And then security started waving us on saying, you have to get out. You have to go, 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 go. So, our quickest exit was to actually run across the stage and directly away from Mandalay Bay. So um, we sprinted across the stage, and by the time we got to the other side and by the exit, we joined the uh, the mass exodus of concert goers. There were 22,000 people there, and we uh, we were in that group, and they were trampling people, and they were falling, and they were going down, and it was it was chaos. They were crying and screaming and. And all you could do is run as fast as you possibly could, and you kept hearing the pop, 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 pop. You're 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 scared for your life. Uh, you don't know where the bullets are coming from, and and everybody's just running around in chaos. And I, I don't even know what that feeling will be would be like, man. What what were you feeling? Um, my son was there. He's um he's in Los Angeles and uh, at school, and so I told him I said, hey, I'm in Vegas for the weekend. You want to come out and meet me in Vegas? He said, yeah. So for me, it was dad instinct even though he's 19 i was you know he's my my kid my little boy so i grabbed his hand i was running pulling him and uh we got to the tropicana and we finally felt we were safe the uh gunfire had stopped and then we uh stayed in the casino and started to hear crazy stories about what was going on and people were saying there's another shooter he's he's in our building and it was just out of control so uh we were in lockdown there until how do you feel about, like, the security around there? Do you, I mean, obviously, it's all chaos, but how do you think they handled it? I think they handled it really well, and here's the thing. There's no possible way you could, you could prevent that or stop that. So on site, uh, the Las Vegas uh, Police Department was fantastic. Security was fantastic. So they were there because there was so much foot traffic of people going in and out. Um, um, every, you know, 50 feet, there was another police car. So, um, they immediately were on site. And so they did a great job. It's crazy too, because I'm in the Mandalay Bay. We finally got back in just a little bit ago. I'm staying here and my room is just a few floors below where the shooter was. And so I, I'm looking out the window as I speak to you and I can see the, uh, the concert venue and I can see, you know, the exact site that he saw. I think it was reported that it was about like 15 minutes of pure shooting. Did, what did it, what did it feel like? Well, it, 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 it did stop because I, I guess he was reloading, but it was, when it was going, it was just, uh, it was, and, um, it felt, I think, I don't know if it was that long. It felt longer than 15 minutes, but um, it, was, it was just run for your life. And I felt so bad because a few areas were bottlenecked and people were trying to jump fences and um, 
you know, just people were down and they were staying with loved ones. And I saw a down police officer, you know, and uh, it, it was it was horrifying. You and your I, son are okay, though? Yeah, we're fine. We, we're, 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 we, I don't think we've taken it all in yet because we haven't been to sleep. Uh, we were up all night, locked down, and finally they let us out. Didn't have anywhere to go because they wouldn't let us back to Mandalay Bay. And they did this afternoon, so, you know, all our stuff is here. And I was supposed to be uh, headed back to Nashville early today, but um, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to process it all. Wow. Well, thanks for taking some time out with me, man. Really appreciate it, and we're, we're glad you're okay up there. Well, thanks. It's uh, just send our thoughts and prayers to everybody who's affected by this craziness. Thank you so much for listening to the PJ Party Podcast. Tell your friends about it. Tell us about it. What do you think of it? Yeah. Let us know what you think of it. You can always email us at jenny at thezone.fm or paul at thezone.fm. We'll try and have a podcast that kind of wraps up the afternoon zone every Friday night for you. And hopefully soon we'll get it on iTunes for you. Yeah. And uh, really do tell your friends, like once a week, I feel like I see a, a post on Facebook that's like, what podcast should I listen to? And everyone's just like, Joe Rogan. Yeah, we know about Joe Rogan. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm done with Joe Rogan. I know I've got Joe Rogan. Then what? Don't be so basic with your podcast. Tell them about this podcast. <laughs> podcast please god please fuck we can swear on the podcast oh my god ah, i'm still gonna bleep that out yeah okay sure. <laughs>